Are you a self-published author? Are you looking to promote your book? We are looking for you. I personally know how hard it is to write a book as I always seem to be writing one but never finishing it. Get the word out to listeners in 42 countries and growing about your literary masterpiece. Go to bookinterrupted.com slash sponsorship for more information. We're doing another contest here on Book Interrupted. During the Seeing Red book cycle, we're giving away a NYX Mixed Flow period underwear kit. To find out more, go to www.bookinterrupted.com slash contests. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. But no water, like none. I was, and by none. like, and then reading the book, I'm like, how am I alive? That actually never will occur because all the research was done on men. PMDD, premenstrual dysmorphic disorder. And I'm not diagnosed and I don't know, but like, this is the worst and I'm anticipating it and I'm feeling emotional about it. And I'm worried and I'm, and being like, yeah. whatever I feel about, I'm just going to have a glass of wine or two. I actually get a pumpkin and dry the pumpkin seeds myself. Oh, and then oh, I, geez, you just I go take it then... to the next level. My body Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is the uh, And we're gonna talk it uh, out. On Book Interrupted. This book cycle is proudly supported by My Balanced Life, helping you find inner balance through individual, corporate, and community wellness programs. My Balanced Life offers wellness sessions across many disciplines, including Chinese medicine, which was discussed in this month's book, Seeing Red. Fully licensed and registered practitioners are available for one-on-one in-person treatments and virtual coaching sessions. As a valued book interrupted listener, you can book a free 15-minute consultation at www.mybalancedlife.ca slash bookinterrupted. That's www.mybalancedlife.ca slash bookinterrupted to learn more and book your free consultation. You can find the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycles from March 28th to May 2nd. It's Lindsay's book pick, and we're reading the book Seeing Red by Kirsten Karchmer. Seeing Red breaks down the lies women have been made to believe about their periods and how to achieve a healthy cycle. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. What does everybody want to go around and say one thing maybe that they learned or something that was important for them that they got out of it? I don't know if that feels... Yep. Before we do that, can I say one thing that shocked me that I meant to bring up when Meredith's talking? I was mm-hmm. shocked. I didn't, I don't know if you guys knew this. I didn't know that like labs and medical research are only done on males because of women's Mostly. hormones. I didn't know that. Like, I don't know if anyone else felt super shocked by that, but I was like, that floored me. I had no clue that that was a fact. It's crazy, yeah. right? Because then how do you know what pharmaceuticals are going to do? And like the dosing, they just say, okay, well, like this weight, you just like change it to this other weight. But like, it's just our bodies are a little bit I think different. it's also white men, right? Mostly yes, white men. Yeah, it is mostly it's, that's white, a huge problem educated. Too. Yeah. Like that surprised me. Just because I get usually, 
I'm very careful with medications because I get the side effects. Me too. Some of them are like full body rash or, you know, whatever, like. What are some of the horrific side effects? I've had vertigo once. No way. Like, it's just. I almost died on one. Mare almost died. It was my first near-death experience. This is why I'm not scared of death because I've almost died a couple of times. You have. One. Remember when we went white water rafting? And I was like, yeah, that's my second. Know. Yeah. I was, was like, I don't one. know if she's going to surface again. I just, I thought know. I was dead then too. Yeah. Maria yeah. got hit by the car. That was oh pretty. And her whole face was like puffy. I remember I in Halloween, you had like makeup everywhere. And Garbage yeah. pail kid. That yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't think I was going to die then, but the white water rafting, I accepted that I was about to die. And I, I even came to terms as a witness. I was like, I think I need to get comfortable with the fact that oh Meredith God. may or may not surface. It's so peaceful to almost die. Both times mm. I was so at peace. And so I'm not scared of dying. Oh. It was just like, oh, I said like the first one with the medication, I said goodbye to my mom. And that's when she's like, time to go back to the hospital. Again. We went to the hospital emergency three times before they realized. And they're like, we told you it's not the medication. She's like, she's on two medications. They're like, and they came back. They're like, it is a medication. <laughs> Yeah. Like we're going to give her whatever they give you. Adrenaline? I don't know. Yeah. What is it? Give me something. Uh, yeah. I was not doing okay. I looked like the crypt keeper. <laughs> I, I remember it. I did. I was God, like, I remember it. I was like, God, mom, okay. what? Like do something. That's the thing. Those, but <laughs> that's the thing. When like medications are only tested on a portion of the population, namely white men, <laughs> it's not helpful. Uh, you just don't really know what's going to happen, I suppose. But I, Sarah and I are both very sensitive medications but I don't like to take them but those anti uh anti-convulsant medications are pretty nasty anyway so that's what that one was it was an anti-convulsant to add on to what you your shock Sarah around the research it was a few years ago when I started to consider the possibility of being like a certified group fitness instructor and all of a sudden I come across like in all this research and getting your certification and doing all that that all the medical stuff that's put out there in the fitness world around how to achieve like slim waistline and how to build that lean muscle. And it was almost exclusively on the exact same. It's white, usually around 25 years old, slightly educated males. And I was like this, I was like, so for years, I've been reading about and trying experiments on my own body, anticipating certain results that actually never will occur because all the research was done on men. And that actually led to me discovering there's other people out there in the world that women can actually work out differently. And you can use movement as a form of regulating hormones. You spread out your intervals to be about two to three minutes so that your body has time to drop the cortisol and adrenaline. And then you'll start to be able to get rid of like things like belly fat but it's just not talked about because all the freaking research is on 25 year old white male athletes who go to university. Okay. So we could go back to Lindsay's question now, if you want, like right, what, what people, my oh, what if people, learn? Oh, well, well, our takeaway, our takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Or well, that was a takeaway. So you were just the first it's answer. True. It was great. Yeah. Kim, Kim, you haven't you spoken it. a lot. Yeah. But do you want to start? For my takeaway for this book? For yeah. What did you learn? Um, like, yeah. I feel I said this in my personal journal, but like I felt that. So I guess from my studies, I already knew some of the background about tests being on men and whatever. But so I wasn't shocked about it. It's sad. Right. And uh, revealing. But 
Mine's really, I feel like simple. I just, uh, I really liked like, I'll read a book and I won't remember like 90% of it. Right. I'll know. Okay. It was about periods or whatever. Right. So, but the things that stick with me. So this one that stuck with me is to chug water before you have your coffee. That was just, uh, that was just such a hot tip for me. I was like, I can do that. Cause that's what, I guess that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for things that I can easily do that will help me improve my health rather than be like, Oh, don't ever eat any grain again or whatever like something crazier or remove all sugar even though it's very very hidden so you'll never find it and it's an impossible journey but good luck right like good luck to you you. yeah so godspeed um I just like the fact that she's like here's an idea you could consume 16 ounces of water before you even have your first cup of coffee and I'm like yes I can so I love chugging I, water in the morning. I have right. a bottle yeah, of the sun. So like, go, 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 go. like just probably yeah, just always, don't breastfeed. And try I have a glass of water. Yeah, room temperature glass of water with a one little teaspoon of apple cider vinegar yeah. in the morning. Yeah, first thing I before do. Before I do. Me too. Yeah. yeah. And I, I hate love it every time. Yeah. I love like, like our time. age. It's like, it's just very telling of our age that all of us are like, of course, lukewarm. Like we all went through like the lukewarm <laughs> period where everybody's like, you have to drink lukewarm. Right. Like I'm sure it's all fine or whatever, or like, or uh, room temperature, sorry, room temperature, not lukewarm that we're all like, yeah, room temperature, water talking about like the drinking water, the easy things. I tried the seed cycling. I'm not good at that. Like keeping track, like, like it. now it's time to it. switch over. Would it do the same if you just put all the seeds every time, every day? Like, can't we just No, because I think, no. I think the uh, first two no. are supposed uh, to increase uh, estrogen and the second two are supposed yes. to regulate estrogen and the second yeah, two are supposed right. to regulate estrogen. Oh. We're saving I was them. like, oh yes. my God. It's a resounding, yeah. yes, multitask that <laughs> no, shit. No, no. Okay, damn um, it. I think you need I like could, an advent calendar type thing then. Yeah, what you that would be like, so cool. I mean, not advent, but you know. That would be so know. cool. What a good Period idea. Advent I came up with a uh, business proposition idea to Sarah. This was like well over a year ago <laughs> when I revisited, because I've revisited seed cycling periodically. And this was on like the last biggest kick. And I was like, bars are like, are so popular, like protein bars. I was like, why oh, don't they right. make like a 28 day kit? for women yeah. to buy and Every like month. 15 of them are going to be like heavy on the sunflower seeds and the other are going to be like real heavy on the pumpkin yeah. seeds That's and they'll idea. have color coding or whatever. But then Sarah brought me down to earth and the reality and chocolate at the end. in a uh, very does, kind way in like the right? bestest way. I What's like, the reality? I still in. think it's a good I was idea. like, we could buy like, it. You have no idea. I was like, because into. I used She's to work genius. for. I used kind. to work for two different bar companies, right? Because I worked for Vega and they had bars. And then I worked for Kind and they had bars. I was like, you can do it, but um, <laughs> it is, is very expensive to, to get into that market. And not to mention, it is a very mature market. So you're going to be competing with companies that have a lot of money. And not to mention, a lot of these um, multinationals are now buying the bar companies. The budgets that they have, it's like you could do it. Um, it's just very expensive because you have to, uh, you know, manufacture them, store mm-hmm. them, warehouse them, packaging. Like this, just sell it's, them before they go bad. Yeah, throw yeah. the yeah. ones the you didn't sell. That came out of Sarah. I was like, I had no. These are the things you would need to start with. You need to source the seeds, and, you need and to I was like, find a manufacturer the for the bars, and then you need to determine what kind of packaging you would like to do. 
And then we need to like, then go like, how are you going to warehouse them? Are you going to go distribute? And then I did a whole thing and I was like, but I think it's a I great idea, idea, but you could also buy cotton bars that have those seeds in them. I know. Actually, if you True wanted point. to <laughs> <Not even laughs> make anything that. yourself, buy one's heavy in sunflower seeds and then buy one's heavy in Fair enough. Seeds, Fair enough. And then you're done. <laughs> Voila. You and your logic. <laughs> But I thought it was a great idea. Like, it would be nice that, like, each day of your period, you'd be like, oh, I just eat this bar or whatever. But and I'm done, like, dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of do it like I have it in the fridge. So every time I get up in the morning, I see it in the fridge right there so that I just do two tablespoons and blend them up and then throw it in my oatmeal or whatever. But ever since I started doing it, it's my periods have been weird. Like really? my one was like 20, like less, it was like 20 days. And then it like, everything's weird. So I don't know if I'm going to continue to, to do it. Because she said I just three don't... months, but yeah. how many people do you think actually make it to three months? Yeah, I'm trying, but it's, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, I, I made it, I started it on the second two weeks and then I kept that up and then I was like, oh, now I switch. And then I didn't pay attention to when to switch back. And then I, I couldn't quit. even get past <laughs> purchasing them at the grocery store. I was like, oh, this I is too expensive. Them. You know, like I have a lot of seeds and I keep a lot of seeds. I couldn't even find them. Like I had to actually get a pumpkin and dry the pumpkin seeds myself. Oh, and then I, oh, you like, just go take it to the next level. And you're always taking it to the next level. I couldn't get them I here. I planted a pumpkin plant. <laughs> and, and I waited patiently. <laughs> so I watered it with love. I, I thought about planting sunflower seeds. I think I might have put that in a personal journal. I thought about. I was like, I have sunflowers at my farm before. Maybe I should plant some. But and then like I found the only start. sesame seeds I could find were ground ones for like making things. So I made myself a hummus for the second half and ate it kind of every day. But the seed cycling is not going to work for me because I started having the pumpkin seeds again. And I'm just like, this isn't. I'm not even really doing it because I can't even. I can't find flax seeds. And yeah, so and anyway. flax seeds taste so gross. I don't. Oh, I've used to do flax though. seeds in my smoothies. Like I thought, flax seeds are kind of sweet. I like them. Yeah, I don't yeah in up. my twenties, I, I used to do that. Although it was like funny to watch Leah take the shot of all the just the dry like, stuff. Yeah, dry the dry stuff. stuff. I was like, like, oh no, don't chew it. You're don't like, chew dry. Yeah, flax and you're like. Seeds. <laughs> no, I mean the rest no. of them are fine. Just eating dry, right? Like. Yeah, um, don't. That's how you find that stuff out. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I didn't know. But I did start putting oh, different things funny. in smoothies for like me and my kids that are here, like moringa, which is high in iron, it's green. And then like baobab, which is like another superfood. Like I started putting other things in. So I wonder if that helped my period because it, like, I still like got bloating and all that stuff, but I didn't get the exhaustion. But I wonder if it's because I started doing what she suggested by cutting. Now I do half calf half decaf and half cop. I do that now because I'm like, I think I might be that late, that girl. I want to know what's wrong with that too, because I drank so, I like, I do drink so much coffee. I tried to cut it down after reading this book. Oh, it interrupts your adrenaline and your adrenaline has a relationship with your, what is it that your thyroid, your progesterone and your estrogen? That's why. Caffeine messes up the- Did you guys find anyone who's cutting back caffeine? Have you found my skin is like, yeah. Gorgeous. Me too. Look, look. Like it's making my skin better. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh. Well, did you know that the acne virus actually hides out in your adrenals? Oh. Yeah. And I've been way calmer. Like. Yeah, me too. It's so annoying. 
I just feel like I can get through, like, I already have hyper-focus, as we've all determined, <laughs> discussed. Flow! You have flow! <laughs> you have flow. Or I mean, sorry, I flow, right? I slip into flow very easily. But I found that... She's got easy, easy flow. flow. Mm -hmm. Period. I mean, That's what's on your cup, easy flow. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sounds like flow like in period. It's like I slip into my period. No. <laughs> I slip into my period, yeah, so I easy. Just, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of that riding the crimson wave yeah. um, video that Leah sent. But yeah, I've been able to not feel like as, like I felt like I was rushing against time. And I think maybe it's just the caffeine. Cause now For I don't sure. feel like I'm rushing against time. I'm like, oh, everything's just coming so easy. Everything's like mapped out now, right? But I think maybe it's just, Caffeine makes me think, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Instead of me just doing what I'm doing and being like, oh, I got that one done too. <laughs> Let's On caffeine, yeah. you spike, right? So you'll get like a quick bolt oh, yeah, and then you right. crash. I have like a weird relationship like with sugar. caffeine. Like I have a yeah. different uh, experience than everyone else. Like Tell I can us. have a coffee and go straight to bed. Like, I can do that too, but I would be shocked if your sense, you know, you're sensitive to medication. It'd be shocking if it didn't affect you. You're, you're so sensitive to stuff. It's true, but I think it's just like some people. Because I go to bed right after having coffee. Yeah, I go. I just like I could have it anytime. It doesn't affect. I don't my sleep at all. Doesn't nothing affect really? my sleep. I'm I can't even have a tea, a caffeinated tea. Yeah. Anywhere after three, I'm done. I can't oh, sleep. I'm like twelve o'clock noon. I don't get jittery either. I could drink a pot of coffee and I won't get jittery. Yeah, me too. I've been both. There's like something wrong with my brain. I mean, we all know that. No, don't say that. What about chocolate? Because there's caffeine and chocolate. Does chocolate make you? Yeah, what is, do we know how much caffeine is in chocolate? Is it like a lot? Well, ch uh, chocolate has two stimulants. One's caffeine. Only try to th think what the other one is, but they both compete with uh, melatonin in the brain, don't they? Isn't that how it works? Ooh, I wonder if this is a brain-related epilepsy-likeness. Maybe. Oh, Maybe. yeah. I wonder if it is. Oh, my God. I don't know anything else with epilepsy, so Wouldn't I'm always like, cool? oh, I got that too. Ooh. You're the only yeah. person I know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Right? Only 2% of the population has epilepsy. There you go. We come up. Yeah, and you both can have caffeine right before bed and sleep. Like that's. I'm fine. Well, I yeah, can do yeah. that too. Though I can have an expression. I don't have epilepsy. Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh, you can do that too. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't wish this for you, then, Kate. Yeah. <laughs> this is an early warning sign, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> When Leah God. was younger, though, she did have to pay more attention to the caffeine intake. She was, as we were starting to discover her epilepsy, though, that uh, caffeine was a trigger. Was that like that for you, Meredith? I definitely uh, dehydration. So it'd be hard to separate them out because I'm, if I'm drinking oh. a lot of coffee, I'm always drinking a lot of water. Like the things that I usually drink are either uh, coffee, water, tea, or beer. That's like the things I drink. I don't really okay. th drink anything else. So if I drink a lot of coffee, I try to keep up on the water because dehydration is definitely. I think like I, that's what I wanted to ask Kirsten about or Kirsten about too, is like, cause when I read the book, then I was realizing how important or how damaging caffeine could be. And I was drinking like pots of coffee, like coffee oh. all day, all morning oh. until it's all gone. And I, and I was like, and, and also her reinforcing how important water is, which is something I know, but I've never taken seriously. And so I literally drink coffee and then maybe wine. 
but no water, like none. I was, and by read, like, and then reading the book, I'm like, how am I alive? Like, am I literally just getting enough hydration from all in this your food? Coffee? I, and your yeah, food. That's what I mean. Like I should be by based on my consumption of water at a certain time, I've tried to put it up, but it's not as much as it could be now, but like, yeah, like I would go for days and not drink water. But there's like, water in coffee. That's like what I mean. Getting, you are getting hydration so from, from coffee. coffee. But coffee is a diuretic too, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. fruits, so you get water fruits from fruits and vegetables. And vegetables yeah. have water yeah. in them. I'm um, drinking coffee, wine, and eating poutine. That is it. So is there... Potatoes! Potatoes <laughs> have water. You're living your best life is what you're doing. And that's called, that's why you're alive. You're living your best life. Yeah, you're happy. You are truly living! <laughs> and newsflash, your belly flat is not from menopause. Your, your yeah. belly fat is from the poutine. <laughs> uh, that makes me want a glass of raw wine right now. Why you bring it up? I know, right? Whenever I say one, I'm like, what time is it? And and a coffee, like one in each hand. Um, I really like in the book how she really divides, like she'll say, reinforces a few times the idea of getting proper sleep. That's a huge thing. You know, drinking lots of water, like just the basic things we all know, but it's nice to have like to be reminded about those kind of things we all need to be reminded for sure well and i think that society kind of gives an uh, opposite message or like if, when you're in your 20s right like oh you don't need to, like we tell ourselves right we'll go out all night then we'll get up for our job maybe with a hangover like whatever and then for me get, being reminded that sleep is important was like being told again for the first time right being like oh yeah like there could be a really easy fix here if i just went to friggin bed <laughs> Yep. You know, like two hours earlier or whatever. We do have a tendency to like overcomplicate in some areas, right? Like, why is my body responding this way? And instead of just going, oh yeah, have I had enough water? Have I had enough regular sleep? Like I do that. What have I been eating? I, yeah, I over-dramatize. Restaurants. Yeah, everything. What could it be? This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. My interruption is daydreaming about interior design. I'm moving and I'm so like obsessed with stupid Pinterest boards on, on like paint palettes and fabrics and bedding and just like like making a whole cohesive concept for all the rooms in my house to be different, but flow together and how to make everything seem like a modern seventies vibe, which is like, God, I like really over conceptualize stuff. So yeah, that's my, like for a month straight, my interruption is like, my brain doesn't do what I wanted to do. It only dreams of like, Mm, what color of like ochre gold feels the vibe I'm going for? <laughs> Fuck. That's my interruption. Book interrupted. All right, Sarah, See. do you want to say what you learned from seeing red or is there anything in particular? Um, it just made me realize like I didn't think, I guess, like I know a lot about nutrition, but I didn't realize I don't know, I guess because maybe just of our society and culture made us, made me kind of separate my periods 
from the rest of my system. So then just reminding me like to, you know, like, oh, start eating healthy, healthier again. And maybe your periods won't be so bad. Like instead of just like accepting that this is happening to me mm-hmm. and this is just what happens. And it's not that my health might not be, you know what I mean? Like for anything else, like I get a cold, I know what to do. You know what I mean? Or I have digestive problems. I know what to do. Or I'm, I'm having some sort of symptom. I'm like, oh, probably this. Like, and I adjust. But when it came to my period, I completely separated that until this okay. book because the whole it's common but not normal. I thought it was just normal, oh, right? So like you I took it out of your ecosystem in right? a way. So my okay. periods were getting worse, and I just thought that was normal. And now, like, like taking it some caffeine off and like I did the pumpkin seed stuff, but then I also like made sure like I had run out of multivitamins. So maybe that was affecting it. And I remember before when I had a problem, I had deficiency in magnesium and it just makes you like, and I'm doing more smoothies again and stuff and doing things for me. Whereas I would, I often like would be motivated to do things for my kids' health. Like what would they like? But now because of this book and because my periods have been so bad that I'm just buying stuff that will make me healthy. Do you know what I mean? Just Which for me, because I know they're help the rest it. of the family too. Right, I mean, it will like, help if you them, have right? this barometer, maybe you can help the rest of the family also maintain. Right, health. totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, just it was helpful in the sense that it just it reminded me. And also, like I was doing eight hours sleep, but the fact that she put in the book too, two things that she put in the book that really surprised me that appears is supposed to be four days. And it was supposed to be like every four hours that you're supposed to change your pad and stuff like that. Hmm. I didn't know that. I didn't know it was supposed to be 28 mm-hmm. days. I didn't know what help there was a healthy period time. I thought everyone's just different. And then these are all the symptoms that could happen to you. And then also the sleep thing, because I always thought, and maybe because my, our mother, Mare, she's like, as long as you get five hours, <laughs> like, where I thought I was good getting eight, right? Like, and I remember you guys be saying something and I was like, oh, as long as I get eight, I'm okay. But a couple of you were like, oh no, I have to have 10. It just made me rethink things like, yeah, I should be focusing more on if I was somewhere around eight, I was happy, right? Like mm. I'm doing my part being somewhere around eight. And then sometimes I'd go later. I just wanted to read this book or something and then have a crap day mm-hmm. the next day. So anyway, so this book just kind of reinforced all the things I know to do about my health, but didn't make me realize that maybe these horrible periods were because because you're I, neglecting I was, your health. I was neglecting my health mm-hmm. without really realizing it. Right. So I liked it too, that, yeah. um, the reminder about all the physical stuff, but also the mental stuff. Cause I mean, we, yeah. I, that's going to be my that question too. to Kirsten, but you know, I knew a lot of the stuff that was in the book, but I just find the reminder that, you know, me- that your mental health actually physically affects you. So those months when I'm like, fuck, like this is the worst and I'm anticipating it and I'm feeling emotional about it and I'm worried and I'm all of that stress and all of that, like everything is going to affect this bit too, like this and this, like my top and my bottom. And so the, the reminder to try to keep yourself centered, try to meditate, even when you're not feeling like it, do a little bit of exercise, do get your sleep, you know, get your mental state. And then hopefully you can handle, especially for me, because my periods are so horrible with the endometriosis that, you know, trying to do all the other steps, but also try to keep your mental state. And I yeah. think and that was so a good hard. reminder. It's so hard. Like, it was you a know, good reminder. the things, you know, that some things will make you feel worse. 
And sometimes when you're feeling bad, those are the only things you want to do, right? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's so the reminder is so important being like, well, I'm starting to feel, you know, if you're starting to feel depressed or to be like, oh, I just don't want to go outside at all because I'm depressed. But that's when you should go outside, right? You're like, oh, yeah. just get the coat on and the boots <laughs> and let's go, right? And then you're like, oh, of course, like, because you know it, you know it, but it's just so easy to go with for the comfort and being like, yeah. whatever, I feel bad. I'm just going to have a glass of wine or two or a Yeah, bottle. or have that extra glass of wine yeah. or have yeah. chocolate or have whatever, have the chips or the crap food that you're feeding. But you know, mentally that, no, that's not going to make you. You should be eating the vegetables and the fruit because that's going to make you feel better. But all you want is the chocolate and the wine and the bling and watching Netflix or doing whatever. Totally. Yep. I also and then I like say to myself, that- oh, why am I feeling so bad? I feel so bad today. Jen. Dan will be like, maybe like the bag of chips or whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> Just going to oh, throw that yeah. out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I also really like how she mentioned that conference that the guy was like, picture yourself having bone cancer and every day do oh, this yeah. guided meditation. And people were like, I don't want to do that. I feel like it's going to give me cancer. And he's like, okay. And then said, now do something for having a healthy life. And then people still didn't buy into it. He's like, but it's the same thing, right? You feel like, and I, it was a good reminder to me because I used to like just do these little mantras ever so often to be like, especially when the coronavirus started, I did it with the kids, like these little songs and stuff about being healthy and happy and whatever. And it just reminded me that like, you just, I don't know. I, I feel like you do these things and then you just get out of the habit. You just get out of mindfulness and health generally. And then something like this book comes along. You're like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. Why it's like it doing provided, that? Yeah. It's like it provided for all of us in some way, the reminder of the motivation of why behaviorally we are wanting to make certain choices. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was almost like somewhere along the line, it's as if we all experience in some way that derailment of cognitively knowing being in nature or eating healthy food is good. But yeah, like reading, seeing red, it was like, yes, it was that inspirational motivation again. It's like, yeah, that's why I'm downing the flaxseed. Yes, that's why, <laughs> because it's good for me. It was great to have that's the motivation again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Aaliyah, is there anything that you that you took from this book? I, like, I don't think I realized until today I think part of the reason why I'm so nervous to do the interview with her is, oh, sorry, I'm gonna, I know I always cry. I don't right. want to no. cry. I think we should <laughs> stop. Like even I was thinking this the other day, sorry to interrupt Julie. I'd give you, take a breath, but we should just start crying. Cause I was thinking about the other day, how we're always like, oh, everybody get ready. Here comes an expression of yeah. emotion, right? Yeah. Just I don't cry. apologize for laughing. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I'm laugh. Here it comes. Right. right? Anyway, sorry, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to seize. Yeah, you, I'm projecting that it's all Good like one, KJ. Yeah, like it's like I'm passing on the crying disease to you. <laughs> no, we'll all yeah. cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's empathy. Like that's but, what women. Like anyway. Well, so. lock down the old empathy vibes, girls. <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't realize until today or this conversation how important this book in mindset of not over identifying with my anxiety as that is me and i've been a tremendously oof, i hate this like, <laughs> <laughs> i can't i'm sorry You're i'm, I'm really job. bad at being um looked at oh, i know when i'm emotional i've just been doing therapy for a couple of years now and 
I'm trying to talk about things for the first time, but it's embarrassing. It just so it was such an important book because though my mom had mentioned um PMDD, premenstrual dysmorphic disorder, and I'm not diagnosed and I don't know, but it's really my anxiety attacks and my agoraphobia attacks. And a lot of them tend to line up in not every month, but like, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like I have a cycle, uh, like this 28 day cycle and then a three month cycle and then a year cycle and then a seven year cycle. They always line up with um, premenstrual stuff with me. And I never really put it together until I started really thinking about like these attacks and these, yeah, just like all the PMS symptoms, we all know them. Might be partially to do with my female health. And I just never thought of it like that. And it really helped me open my eyes. And obviously we just read the book. So like the, maybe the door is just opening, but like how I can maybe move forward and like forgive myself for being so this way I just never really forgave myself for being so I guess menopausal (laughs) and upset and I just I hadn't forgiven myself and I'm clearly not all the way there yet but that this might be common but not normal I guess yeah common but not normal (laughs) yeah I'm sure there's lots of women out there that are feeling exactly the way you're feeling right now I just felt like I had no control over my life because so you're when you're talking about forgiving yourself there's still that that feeling you have where when you lose control you feel like it's your fault and having this information saying it's not your fault yeah and shame on society for not having a framework to teach you that there's something you can do about it yes yeah. let, like, allow, yeah. let, letting you suffer and and in silence in some ways because it's hard to be out of control it's, you don't have to define yourself too that's what i think one of the things that she talked yeah about too, that mindset you piece. and me and like that you don't have to like I don't have to define myself by my endometriosis or by my yeah. pain or by that that is, you know, like you wouldn't define your, if you had another kind of disease, you wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't, now I'm going to be, okay, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that you don't have to define yourself, Leah, about that. Like that is a disease. It's something that's happening to you that isn't, yeah, your fault and also isn't something that, like the, to mentally, it's very difficult to mentally try to separate yourself from those symptoms, I guess. Yeah, like I difficult. want to be accountable as a person who, like, if you act in a manner that's like, you know what it's like when you have PMS sometimes and you just like mm-hmm. everything yeah. irritates you. So I want to be accountable and not just be like, well, it's my peers fault. I don't mean it like that. I just mean, yeah, that I'm, I don't want to give myself another label like PMDD now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what like, this, this is maybe yeah. giving me some answers or at least an avenue to explore. Cause I really like, I just really want to be my best self because I've got a little girl watching. And also like, it makes me think of the untamed thing too. Like it's a cage, right? Like you don't want to be in that, like this book seeing red, even for me, it's just thinking, I'm just going to put up with this for 10 years. She's like, no, nope. No, none of us need to put up with this. You don't have to put up with what's happening to us every month. We don't. There is a way out. And here are some ways that you can start 
seeing if really like, easy things to yeah, yeah. no like sleep like, and stop drinking so much coffee <laughs> yeah that returns us back to the importance of acknowledging women's health in such a way that it's not something weird or something that you should be penalized for if that is what you need to do to you know manage whatever your symptoms are i think something else that i might have heard from what you just said is that, you know, this book offered the possibility that something else is going on where before this book, maybe you just had to think like, am I just an asshole? Like, yeah, like, well, I am, but <laughs> I, I kind of had come to terms with my assholeness, but this is what no, I mean, but though, as if right? it's not all of me. Yeah. yeah. I was You're letting not. it shape my self-worth my worst parts of me that are honestly, I spent way more of my life being the happy, fun person that I am, who doesn't have anxiety, who's really high functioning and gets a lot of shit done. But I judge myself on this, I don't know, 5% of the time that I'm my absolute scariest self. And I'm like, why am I doing that? Right. Why did I choose that mindset? Like, just like the book said, it's just, I haven't read a self-help book in a while and I forgot to remember. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it is like the more like look at us just talking about our menstrual health, how much imagine people not being included in this discussion. This was so important today. We've all had so many like learnings. And if anything, it's like our self-respect for ourselves and our worth and our bodies have come back. And that was a beautiful gift that the author blessed us with. It's a matter of human rights. Every like it should this kind of information needs to be taught like in schools like this I would I'm definitely giving this book to my daughter like so she just knows like to go forward confidently daughters I should say daughters I'm just thinking about my oldest right now you're um, feeling like you're on a time crunch yeah she's <laughs> actually going to wrap it up because she's going straight into yeah. a period conversation she's have a period any moment now because happening it's at nine right. Does Mayor or Kara want to add anything? You guys didn't get a chance to say what you learned about. Um, I like the reminder I liked was talking about the number of people in the world who don't have access to period products and maybe live in a society where the stigma is way higher than in ours and are suffering even more. So not only do they have no access, they don't have information and they're also being you know, treated uh, like there's something wrong with them to boot and being excluded from opportunities like education and uh, working and and worship in some cases as well. And like, you know, when I was in high school, you know, I went to that like environmental program. And so like there was, you know, in the with the friends there, like we I remember we had this day where we did like this like women's sleepover thing at the, at a school. I don't know, I think we rented a school. And it was almost like a little, like, uh, I'm going to say like a conference where each person talked about different things, like activism type things. And one of the ladies talked about um, how to make your own menstrual pads. And she had like a, like a little like workshop on how to do it and, and talked about the inequality around periods and stuff in the world. And I guess I just forgot about all that. And the numbers she gives in the books is just astounding. It makes me want to do something, I guess. And I just don't know uh, what to do, but it's, uh, 
it's definitely something that needs to be talked about because there's just so many people. I mean, we're suffering just like every, you know, there's people with periods suffering all over the world and some are just suffering so much more. It'd be nice to uh, do something. I know that, uh, you know, I, Sarah introduced me to World Pulse. So I've been on World Pulse and there's a lot of women on there who are putting up articles and stuff to try to teach people how to make, you know, homemade menstrual pads and stuff. And things like that and trying to educate as well. Um, so did there are people watch? out there doing a lot of stuff like so that. So cool. Oh, did you watch the period end of a sentence? I did. Yeah. Yes. So that was pretty good. That won an Oscar, I think. Um, it's a short film documentary. It's on Netflix, I think. Did I find it on Netflix? Yeah. I think. Anyways, it it's, okay. uh, it's basically about uh, and these machines that were brought in so that people, women could make menstrual pads, but also could then have a business so that they could sell them so that they could make money. It's really worth, worth watching that started this program so that these women can then be self-employed and then they go out and sell them. And then also it allows for more menstrual pads to be available for women. Which and maybe gets rid of the Incredible. stigma, like and, right, and this maybe this stigma of people talking about it because yeah. then they're like, "I have my own business, I make menstrual pads." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. then they're it's, talking about and the, it. And the men, it was really interesting because the men were all like, "Ooh, what are they doing? What are they doing?" And they're all what like getting they? in and trying to like look and see what they're doing, and wanted to come in, and some of them wanted to learn what they were doing, and that was pretty so. cool too. So then the men kind of learned a little bit too. It's totally worth watching. Period, end of a sentence, short, mm-hmm. like cool. I don't know, half an hour or something, maybe. Not alone. Watch it tonight. Carrie, you didn't get to say anything. Oh, you yeah. Want to say Maybe you want to say something's uh, okay? I don't need to add anything else. I'm just so, like, I do not have the words to express how appreciative I am, uh, Lindsay, that you selected this book, that you're just like, this is the perfect time. Let's do it. Um, to have been a part of the journey of listening to Leah as she reads the book um, has been a dream come true. It's I'm just that I'm really thankful for. And yeah, just being able to You're talk welcome. more on it. <laughs> As your sister, it's been the most wonderful thing to see you stop internalizing messages uh, to yourself that were a bit more negative and to see the light again, to hear in your voice that you have hope and that there's weight, like things that can go forward. And it, it just boggles my mind. I like all of you uh, that this isn't just more normalized, but this is one contribution towards that, ladies, and I am so excited. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Are you having a hard time waiting for the next episode because you can't get enough of the Book Interrupted crew? We've got you covered. At Unpublished, you can connect with all sorts of behind-the-scenes action. It's like an all-access backstage pass. Go to our website at www.bookinterrupted.com unpublished for your free trial today. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. The man one is already what medicine is. <laughs> and then, you know what I yeah, mean? So, we call that, yeah, the medical profession. Right, yeah. right. We call that medicine. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, dad, well, my period and the blood went everywhere and I have to clean the mattress. To the end where that one mom talks to her teenage son. I was drier than the Sahara Desert. More easily see the things that we've been conditioned to believe. You know, except for the fact that we kind of are. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> no, I don't want her to be, I don't want her to be surprised. Book interrupted.